Hello, hello! Another episode of In the Good Company podcast, and what a special one! I'm so so excited today. I'm always excited for my guests. All my ex- guests are exciting, but this one is especially close to my heart because today I um, I am so honored and excited to chat with uh, Bobby Johns, co-author, together with. Abdel Aziz of a very important book in my life. Uh, Good is the new call. Market like a, you give a damn. Uh, a book that I came across several years back. Um, it was right at the moment when I left for the first time uh, my corporate um, uh, job in marketing advertising. And I really started thinking what's next because, you know, despite making great money, working with great people, working on uh, interesting projects, great brands. I was drained, I was unfulfilled and something was off. So I started looking around and this book, Good is the New Call, came um, just at the perfect moment and really um, opened my eyes, allowed me to give me permission to do what I do now, to start uh, the Good Campaign project and uh, now my company Good Goods came out of it uh, in some way. Um, it really opened my eyes that there is a lot of people in this world that already are doing and want to do good with their businesses and their projects and and their work is focused on making in some way this world a little better. Um, so you can imagine, um, I reached out to Afdel and Bobby to simply tell them how, how important this book was to me. I got their contact information from um, a friend on LinkedIn um, who thought I maybe, you know, um, I should reach out to them and and um, I did and, and then I, I was I was just thinking maybe they, you know, in some luck they will agree to go, come here and talk to me too on my podcast and they did and I was like, I was sure they won't. So, so how exciting you can imagine it is to, to chat with, with Bobby. And, uh, and before we'll, you know, um, move on to the conversation, such an interesting one, I just want to read you a part of the book. Many chapters of the book, many moments uh, really stuck with me. And I went back to this book several times uh, because, like I said, and I think every person in business, every person in marketing and advertising should read it. Uh, but there are a few moments that stuck with me, and this is one of them. And I want to share it with you. This is a part of uh, Bobby's, uh, Bobby Jones's story in the book. The first time I ever met Eric, he told me a story that had inspired his work. One evening, an elderly Cherokee brave told his grandson about uh, a battle that goes inside people. He said, My son, the battle is between two wolves inside us all. One is evil. It is anger, envy, jealousy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false, pride, superiority, and ego. The other is good. It is joy. It is peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The grandson thought about it for a minute and then asked his grandfather, Which wolf wins? The old Cherokee simply replied, The one you feed. 
Oh my God, I still have chills when I read it. I think it's such a beautiful moment in this book because it really also helped me understand that it's totally normal and we have this duality in us humans and um, and it's just a matter of uh, what we bring out and what we feed and what we give to the world, which side of us, which wolf. And really, Bobby Johns and um, uh, Afdel Aziz with this book and uh, many projects that they work on, and Bobby will talk about them uh, and, and, you know, his work uh, and his ventures um, uh, here sharing here with us. Um, it, it's all about feeding this good wolf in, uh, in himself and all of us. And he also inspired a good wolf in me. I hope you enjoyed this one. Like I said, it's just such a great pleasure and honor to have you here because, Bobby, um, your book, you co-wrote it with uh, Avdel, just literally changed the course of my life, inspired the heck out of me. And I really just, it was 180. It was just uh, incredible, incredible. I remember reading it and I was like, Oh my God, I don't have to drop everything I know. I just have to shift, pivot, and just make good of it. And and you like opened that uh, area for me and like gave me this permission with your stories, guys, with stories of other people who've done it. And I was like, it was just like huge Eureka. So thank you again. Like I said in my email, um, I cannot express uh, how grateful I am that you wrote this book and, and shared it with the world. Oh, well, thank you. That, uh, that means the world uh, to me to hear that. And, you know, that's all we ever hoped was that the book would help people and, and to uh, make a, a positive impact. So it's uh, so, yeah, it, it's, it's really wonderful to hear that. Thank you for, for sharing that. And it's a real uh, pleasure to be here, be part of it. And yeah, I'm excited to, uh, to do this with you. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and this podcast is also uh, you know, kind of a fruit of, of that initial inspiration. Um, you know, I try to invite the extremely interesting and good doing people here who, you know, in this way or the other are changing the, the world for better. And here you are, <laughs> like full circle, amazing. Yeah. But, uh, but we, like we talked in the email, I kind of, you know, this book is amazing. And I am, I have extra copy. And after this interview, whoever is going to DM me on Instagram, I'm going to give this extra copy because I think every single person in marketing advertising, 100% should read it. And everything, every single person in business should read this book. Oh, but I know you. you talk about this book for eight years now. And I kind of want to focus on... Uh, what what came after? I know this book became really a movement, which I would love to hear more about. Yeah. And, and But like focus more about what came out of it. Uh, because yeah. because the book, like, the, you know, there's nothing to add. It's extraordinary. It's, it's a great story, great story of other people. And I really outline how to create meaningful marketing and, uh, and, and business. So, um, so 
it's just one thing, just read it. But <laughs> first, before we jump into a million good things you're doing now, I usually start my interviews with my uh, awesome guests with <laughs> just like a simple questions that go really deep. Okay. Uh, in my journey, I noticed that um, you know, childhood and adolescence inform a lot of things for me and shape me in many ways, which I didn't know. And I think it's for all of us. And sometimes it's good to do this retrospective. And I'm all, always so interested. How was it for others? So if you can share with us like a story or moment from your uh, childhood that shape you, inform you, or even inform what you are doing now in some way, is there anything like that for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I, th I think for for me, you know, my childhood and, and growing up, I think shaped me in a, in a lot of ways. Um, and, you know, I think one of those, uh, I think one of those ways was uh, it really, um, my childhood was really about community. It was really kind of introduced me to what community is mm -hmm. and, and what it means, you know, from a literal sense that, that, that sense of kind of a common uh, things that, that we share and in those in the things that they unite us and in the, in the things that, that that keep us connected. Um, and I think a lot of that came from my family, um, uh -huh. you know, growing up in a, uh, you know, a pretty tight knit family um, and, you know, whether it was in the home and then my extended family and beyond. I think, we, you know, kind of growing up with that, it, it, it gives kind of a perspective in terms of what it means to show up for other people uh -huh. uh, and what it means to have other people show up for you and and sort of that um the the implicit um understanding um and, and expectation that happens when you're when you're part of part of a community and and wanting to uh take care of each other um uh -huh. and wanting to to make a positive impact in in the lives of each other um and I think that that was sort of like the foundation, I think, for for me. And I think that shaped a lot of my work. You know, a lot of the work that I've done throughout my career has been around team building and, um, you know, community. recognizing that mm -hmm. we're a community, but recognizing that the products and the messages and the things that we that we offer um, are for other communities and they impact other communities and, and thinking about, like, what what is the impact of, of what we're doing on those communities and how do we give voice to those communities and uh, and lift up their needs and, and who they are in ways that the the brands and products and so forth that I was marketing was 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 part of that um, and, and, and acknowledge that. Um, and I think the other piece was I was uh, around a lot of entrepreneurs uh, growing uh -huh. up. Um, and, you know, I think all of the entrepreneurs, um, you know, they 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 were all uh, local kind of community-based entrepreneurs, um, you know, they were funeral homes, they were stores, they were, you know, all types of things, but they were all trying to figure out how to actually serve a need and meet a need for, for, for us where we were. Um, and, you know, there was one, uh, woman, uh, Kathy Hughes, who played a big part in, uh, she was, uh, she's, um, one of the first uh, owners of uh, black women, one of the first black women, she may be the first black woman to own a radio station and then grew that radio station to become one of the largest black owned radio networks across the country. Um, but seeing her um, and how she built that business mm -hmm. um, and her first station was called, uh, it was an AM station called WL, 
1450. Um, and she used the call letters WOL and turned it into an acronym, We Are For Love. And Aww. so every morning I would listen to her, you know, and she would, you know, say uh, WL, we offer love and, and her programming and everything that she did was kind of out of spirit of sharing information and information is power and knowledge is power and bringing all of these different people uh, that has something to, to offer. And so I think that idea of community and business and love and, and trying to figure out ways of creating uh, the, the accountability um, that that comes with being part of a community uh, and do a business and with communities, I think were kind of the foundational things that I think has shaped me kind of throughout my career, um, particularly with the work that I do now, you know, as I look back on it. Right, it totally makes sense. Like everything you do, it seems like evolve around community, business, entrepreneurship. It, um, what a great story. Thanks for sharing this. Okay, so let's, let's, uh, let's go back a little bit to the, book that brought us together here um good is the new call market uh, like give a damn again it, it became a movement right so what what um came out of this book obviously <laughs> a lot good come yeah. now like we were talk about all the things you do i don't even know how you have time for this peace first um, <laughs> conspiracy of love uh, games for good uh, bobby uh, john's on uh, for, uh, on purpose i was like yeah. oh my gosh where, where do you have to, time to do it but let's start with with the movement that came out of the book how this yeah. changed your life what what is you know, the most part you're proud of. I don't yeah. even know if you can nail nail that, pin that because there's so many, so many probably things. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the book was, you know, it was really a, uh, an offering. It was, uh, it was, you know, it was coming from a place of us, uh, Aftel and I both uh, feeling, um, you know, just kind of burnt out in our work. And, and a lot of that was coming from that, uh, from not feeling a real sense of fulfillment or, or meaning or purpose behind what we were doing and recognizing that we weren't alone in that um, and recognize there were a lot of people who were also uh, struggling with that um, and, and who wanted to do work that felt meaningful and purposeful and made a positive impact. They just didn't know how. And so the book was really written um, to, as, as an offering to show people how they could uh, be forces for good um, right where they are through the work that they do every day and you know when a book came out um it, it just kind of took off it just took on a life of its own it, it 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 found you know uh people like yourself who have been kind of looking for um something that really spoke to how they were feeling and and offered them a path forward and an actual step-by-step -step model for how to get there um and you know we started to travel uh the country uh, and talking with different uh, people and audiences um, and hearing their stories and, and seeing the impact that the book was making. Um, and then from there, you know, those people would, would introduce us to other groups and other people. And then we started to get invited to, to travel, not just across the country, but around the world. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we would, we would get invited to, to all these amazing spaces, uh, literally around the world. I mean, I've, I've traveled to uh, six continents uh, over the past uh, four years, um, you know, meeting people and engaging with people across countless cities and, and, and countries. Um, and, you know, it, it, in every 
every time that we connected with with someone and we helped it help them in some kind of way they created some other opportunity for us to do it and it's so like a good domino uh, effect yeah and so it was you know we went from speaking to you know uh we met you know our our uh, partner and person who's been helping us uh nadia lorenzi uh who really believed in us from the beginning and helped us to really start to, to spread our message uh through a speaking uh speaking career um and then uh from there we would speak and then people were just like you need to turn these stories into a podcast and so we partnered with like Michaela Salar from Soho House, and we partnered with them to do events and, and podcasts. And then uh, Mark Rubenstein and, and, uh, and Arnie and, and guys from CCI were like, we need to turn this into a TV show. And so we, so we started talking with them about turning that to a show. And then people were like, we need to do events around this and, and it started to go there. And then people were like, well, we, we love what you're doing. Can you actually help us implement this within our companies? Uh, and then Conspiracy of Love was born as a consultancy to actually help people to, to do that from there. And so all of these things kind of grew organically um, and uh, through the idea that as we helped people, people found other opportunities for us to help others. Um, and so it's, it's been, you know, one of the things that we realized is that we were over the course of these years, we were meeting all these interesting people uh, and they were all connected to us, um, but they weren't connected to each other. And so it was like, well, what does it look like to really build a true community where all these people are not just connected to us, but to each other and they can exchange ideas and they can exchange um, what they're learning and, and what their uh, breakthroughs are and what their pain points are. But doing it in ways that, um, you know, people could collaborate and work together and, and sort of uh, all work towards this kind of shared vision um, for, for a better world. And so we created uh, goodisanewcool.com as a, as a central hub. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a community, an app um, that now lives. Um, and now we, we bring people together around the world virtually through GoodCon, um, which we host uh, quarterly. And the next one would be March Yeah, 20th. let's talk about GoodCon, because yeah. I don't know why I, I never like went deeper into <laughs> researching. I just read this book and I was just like on fire, <laughs> you yeah. know, like I was like, I have this idea. I'm just going to go with it. But um, but like you say, A, it's such a beautiful story that you mentioned community on the beginning, you know, as a childhood inspiration. And here we go. We are back into creating community. I have chills. And then uh yeah good con and then one more point that you know when i do my pro i did my project the good campaign it, it feels lonely you know because not everybody understands what you're trying to do they think you're crazy it's like mm -hmm. you know you have two kids you should be you know working corporate america america and making money and not doing you know whatever you are trying to do it is kind of like a lonely uh, world. So this good con idea and building this community, I feel like it's, it's so important. And I definitely need to dive in there. But tell tell more about the, the good con, which is actually yeah. coming up, right, in March. Yeah, on March 25th, uh, 25th. And um, yeah, it started, we did an event in, in LA, um, with the same attention of, of bringing together people uh, in a physical space. And our friends at Tom's uh, hosted us out in LA, the, the you know, the famous uh, shoe company, which was, um, you know, was our inspiration, one of our inspiration, we first started writing the book. Um, and then it expanded. Uh, we had people flying all over the world. And two uh, people who did that were Shani and Sharice from uh, an amazing uh, event production team in Australia. And they said, we need to bring this to Sydney, we need to bring it to Melbourne. And then it, it grew from there. Uh, and we were planning, you know, 
physical events throughout the year before COVID and then we switched to, to virtual. Um, but we wanted to create a space where people can come together and learn from each other um, and really share ideas. Um, and you know, the first, uh, the first event we did, I mean, it was, it was an incredible event. Um, it was, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not often that business conferences and so forth are uh, filled with such emotion uh, and inspiration. That's exactly what it was. I mean, it was, uh, it was tears. It was a lot of hope. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of optimism. It was a lot of, you know, all of these things that you weren't necessarily associated with. But it was, but it was because it was because people were were coming from you know, these spaces. Uh, and one of, you know, one of the quotes that I, I love is someone said, you know, I came to the conference uh, to find my tribe. Uh, and not only did I find my tribe, but I found myself. Um, and it's that idea that you can be in these spaces where you not only find people that let you know that you're not alone, but you also find these people that, that, that awaken something inside of you of what's possible in your own life and what you can be and what you can do. And so, you know, when we ended that first event, um, you know, I, I do the closings um, and there was a sign uh, on, in the building, Tom says all these quotes from all these amazing uh, humanitarians and world changers. And one of them was from Margaret Mead and her quote was, uh, you know, the famous one that uh, never doubt the power of a small group of thoughtful committed citizens, uh, never doubt their power to change the world because in fact, that's all whoever has. Um, and, you know, I, I, I read that quote uh, in a meeting in, a, in our conference and I said that, you know, we are that small group and, and never doubt what we can do uh, together. Um, and also, you know, I, the second thing I told them was, uh, is that all the people who are on stage and all people that are sharing their stories, they're just regular people. They're not superheroes. They're not, um, you know, they're, they're not, uh, you know, that with some special or, or innate uh, abilities that, uh, you know, other humans don't have, you know, they're just like, you know, I mean, they just figured out a way to use their talents uh, for greater good. Um, and the third thing that I said is, is to your point is that, um, you know, for, for many of us, uh, we go to work, we feel like the misfits or the outcasts or the ones who uh, don't quite fit in or, or don't or see things a little bit differently. Um, and, you know, it's, we, we can often feel uh, lonely or isolated uh, in that. Um, and I want everyone to understand that, uh, you know, that they're not alone. They're not alone in, in that feeling. That the people around the world who are also feeling it uh, and who also want to be part of it. And part of the power of a community is, is knowing that you're, you're never alone in, those, uh, in that intention or that pursuit. Um, other people want to, you know, use business and cultures forces for good. They want to do work that's filled meaningful and purposeful. Um, and you have allies uh, in that. And so GoodCon is really created to, to be a space for that and to provide inspiration and, and show innovative models that all lead to impact um, that we can all be, uh, be part of. Yeah. Um... Definitely. And, you know, like the, the part of community you're talking about, it's it's uh, it's so important and we can be such an inspiration to each other, you know, just like your words, your book uh, and Abdel's book um, was inspiration to me and thousands of others. Right. It's just we are. I, I always believe we are the greatest inspiration to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where should we start else? Conspiracy of love. Mm -hmm. uh, consultancy. Consultancy uh on social responsibility so you're guys consulting different brands and i saw some big names microsoft 
being one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, how that works? Because I'm very intrigued about the idea that, you know, I was I had a guest the other week and we were talking about that she's running nonprofit and she told me, I don't believe that anybody should be uh, profiting from, you know, the nonprofit I'm running. And my belief is totally different. How can we normalize making profits from good? Because we normalize making f- profits from bad and that's okay. And I want to know how we can make normal making money of being a good person and doing a good things, you know, because it's it's yeah. normal to sell gross food and poison people. And that's OK. And we make millions of it. Yeah. But when somebody's trying to do something good, we look like mm, this is not the, the, you shouldn't, you know, do good and, you know, talk about it. Oh, my God. Now you're going to talk brag about it and then make money of it like. Bobby, tell me how to fix it. <laughs> tell me, what, what do you think about it? Because I'm like, when she told me that, I was like, no, we should normalize making money of being a good person and doing good things. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, often we, um, and, and I think a lot of it, you know, you, you started off talking about childhood and, 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 and how we're raised. And, and I think a lot of, you know, a lot of things that we are exposed to that kind of shape how the way, the way that we see the world kind of puts these uh, things at odds and that things that you do uh, that, it's, that, you know, to help people are things that should be uh, done very quietly and humbly uh, and with no self-interest uh, and, you know, and, and no profit or, or any of those things. And that money is, is uh, you know, is somehow, um, you know, the enemy of, of, yeah. of doing good. And, and I think that those ideas, um, you know, even though I understand where, where some of those come from, they, they're not really, uh, one, they're not, I don't think they're, they're true. I mean, there's plenty of, of companies and, and people who, um, you know, who, who do a lot of great work. You know, like I said, I think that was, you know, because I grew up with companies uh, who were created to make a positive impact in my life and who built a, a business model on making a positive impact in my life. Right. I never grew up with those things being mutually exclusive. It, it just seemed, it seemed like uh it seemed like those things could always go hand in hand. It actually seemed more odd to me that someone wouldn't try to do those two things simultaneously when they could yeah. be done um, uh, yeah. just w- with the right intentions and, and creativity. And, you know, I, I think that, listen, business has, um, by no means am I uh, a defender of all things capitalistic or, or business-wise. I mean, capitalism and, and business has has a well-documented uh, history of doing some, you know, horrific things to humanity and to our planet and, and to a lot of those things. And so I, I understand that skepticism, um, but I also understand that business can uh, create a lot of good. Um, and when it's aligned with profit and when it's aligned with, uh, with, with harnessing the power of people and talent and, and really innovative models, it can, it can do a lot of good at great scale. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really the opportunity. And so, you know, my work is, is really in, in recognizing that that is a possibility yeah. and that, that brands and businesses can do it. Um, and to recognize at the end of the day that companies and businesses are essentially, uh, you know, for, from a, a, a very like literal sense of just documents. Um, they're just incorporation papers there. That's, that's all that they are. Everything that they do and everything that they create is, is really based on people. 
and people ultimately Amen. determine what business and companies are. And so if business, if, if people decide that, that, um, that, that uh, automakers can uh, accelerate our transition to sustainable energy, then that's what the type of companies that, you know, something like Tesla will become. If, if people believe that a company can be in the business of saving our home planet, then, then that is what Panagonia will become. If people believe that uh, ice cream companies should be um, uh, a, a fighting for justice, <laughs> for justice and activism, then Ben and Jerry's is what it will become. And so, I think this idea that you know placing limitations, mm -hmm. uh, predetermined or, or predeterminations of what businesses can be, I think we only do that at our own peril. I think our I think our best hope for creating the type of world that we want to create is to have uh, the private sector of business. Uh, the public sector of our politics and and, and, and and governments and the philanthropic sectors of our nonprofits all working towards a common goal um, and and to hold each of them accountable. And I think that, um, you know, I think the private sector and companies are recognizing that it's their, it's their time to step up. Um, and mm -hmm. I think it's, it's, it's the responsibility of, of us as citizens, consumers to demand that they do better and to hold them accountable. Uh, and to buy the brands that align with our values. And for those of us who work inside of these companies to, to bring our values and our, and our sense of, of, of uh, you know, justice and equality and all those things into the work uh, that we do and to make those companies um, embody those um, and to sort of transform the way that we, we think about ourselves um, through culture and commerce. Um, you know, in civic engagement. Um, I think all of those things can work together. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't think they necessarily have to be at odds. Yeah, I love what you said. I, I, I think I think about it a lot, um, about what you said that, you know, companies are not some paper, you know, entities that are just robots. Like those are groups of people who are making decisions every day on any level. Yeah. Um, I love that. Um, so, oh my God, we are, I feel like we are like shifting. <laughs> so conspiracy of love. So you basically guys are consulting companies to, um, to on their social responsibility or do good doing um, purpose, uh, wherever they want to go in within that area right to make it organic to make it really align what they do business-wise right to kind of find their own purpose is that how how would you describe it yeah so we um you know we were essentially created um to help companies uh do, do three things um so we we essentially help companies uh to one um discover their purpose and to try to figure out, okay, what is, what is the actual, uh, the, the, what is, what is our reason for being? Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and when we talk about a purpose, we mean what is sort of the higher order reason why your company or business exists? Um, that makes a positive impact, uh, for not only investors, but also your stakeholders, um, employees, partners, as well as broader society. And so, we essentially believe that the companies that are going to thrive um, in the future, and we, we know, 
you know, from a, a quantitative standpoint that is already happening are the ones that know how to, to lead, that start at the top with a clear purpose um, for why they exist that starts at a CEO and, mm-hmm. and senior leadership level. And you have a group of people that are leading with purpose and sort of setting the North Star for this is why we exist and the, the goals uh, and the impact we want to have in the world and the reason why uh in, in, in solving a problem in society that's also connected to a commercial um, objective. And so again, those things don't have to be mutually exclusive. You can sell products and, and, and goods and offerings that also make a positive impact, but that, that it starts with leading with purpose. Um, and then, you know, we have a whole set of, of work that we do, which is helping people to, to do that and to get clear on what that purpose is. And then the second part is that when, you, when you're able to want to start leading with purpose, then the next thing is how do you actually get your employees engaged? How do you mm-hmm. actually find what are the gifts and passions that your employees are bringing and how those employees can be of service to that higher mission and, and purpose and how they can actually be um, become fully engaged in a way that they uh, they wouldn't just be otherwise because they're now um, they're now seeing how the things that they do best can now connect to something um, bigger and meaningful um, and purposeful and how um, you know their their passions can can align with what the what the company is doing and so we help organizations to, f- to find out ways to unlock the, that that, that power that employees have to work with purpose. Um, and then when you have that, when you have employees that are engaged and then those employees are now inspired to create products and offerings and services and things uh, and messages and stories that make a positive impact out in the world. And that allows them to market with purpose and to, and to do and create things and stories and campaigns that now are, are told with a, with a different level of intention and a different level of meaning. Um, and then those things begin to excite consumers and customers in ways so they wouldn't have otherwise. And so when you get companies who can lead with purpose and then work with purpose and then market with purpose, you yeah. start to see this real, what we call this flywheel effect, where the better mm-hmm. that leadership is, the more inspired and fulfilled uh, and engaged employees are. They're coming up with better ideas. They're happy about the work that they're doing. They're creating um, better products and services. They're creating better marketing campaigns. The customers are more excited and they're rewarding them with more business. And then you start to see that growth. And so our work is really in, in helping companies build that, that purposeful will through those three elements. Yeah, this is fascinating. Um, do you think it's hard, because obviously, you know, like I said, you, for example, work with Microsoft, is it hard to get giant like that to shift and to change something right or to implement a new idea within the company because obviously when you start a new company um that it's just a blank canvas right you you um you kind of start from the beginning can implement those things as you go from from start what about the 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 larger older companies because that's what's happening right we are shifting on so many levels in our society and we want to be better all of us and i strongly believe in that and and i also strongly believe that you know um giants like that can also shift but you know you definitely have have more uh hands on experience is it is it a difficult job is it something that um is hard to achieve do you think yeah, I mean, it's, it's a it's a very different, um, you know, it's 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 like the difference between you know turning around a a, a cruise ship and a in a speedboat, you know, it's yeah. like the 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 amount of uh, of effort and energy that it takes to 
uh, create purpose and integrate it and define it throughout an organization, you know, is, is, is much uh, more involved with the larger companies. Um, and, and I think that it's, it's, you know, it takes, it takes work, but mm -hmm. the, the, the good part about it is that when those companies sort of get that and they make, and they go through that transformation, um, they're much better equipped to, uh, to thrive uh, in the future. And so, you know, when we go and, and work with companies, you know, we, we look at two big pieces and what is one is, the first is what is the company uniquely equipped to do? What is the superpower of that yeah. company? So it's organic, um, right? So it's something yeah. that comes within. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, um, and then the other part of that is we look at what does the world need? And so the, the really the, the, the sweet spot is where what you do better than anyone is, is fitting a need in the world that only you can do or no one can do better uh, than you can. And, and that intersection point is really where you start to articulate where the, the, the right territory is for that, for that, for that purpose. And, and that first part of that, when we're looking at um, how do you actually uh, you know, define like what you do better than anyone else. We always go back to the origin. We go back to the founders. Mm -hmm. And often what you find is when you go back to the beginning and to the founders. The childhood, the childhood. <laughs> yeah, sort of, sort of the childhood of the, uh, of the corporate, uh, of the corporate growth um, journey. Uh, you find that yeah. there, there really is a story of why that oh. business was mm -hmm. created in a way that sometimes uh, businesses lose sight of. Um, and, you know, a lot of times it's really just kind of going back and digging and, and, and you know, we, we talk about almost kind of like uh, being an archaeologist and kind of going back to like, what, where did this thing start from? What's the origin of this? And then normally you find something that's really powerful about the truth of why this thing was created that then you can kind of pull forward and say, well, actually, this is the reason why we should still be here today. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that that is a... Um, you know, a really, I think a, a really powerful, um, you know, space for a company to, to really kind of unlock that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and when you do it, it's, it's, it can be really uh, transformative. Yeah. And it seems like we are at the point, you know, like everybody's talking about this example of Netflix and Blockbuster, right? Like one did it right, one didn't. And it, when it comes to the social responsibility, we are at this point that companies need to circle back, look at their purpose and participate mm -hmm. more. Companies uh, almost should, I feel like, it, I don't know if you agree, Bobby, but companies should more, uh, should uh, tap into almost like uh, governmental areas and government should be more like business you know mm -hmm. i feel like they should all learn from each other and mesh up like you said before yeah um, but that is fascinating game for goods i yeah. am i just recently i have a friend who is a gamer and uh -huh. i just discovered obviously i'm do i look like a gamer i don't i don't like games <laughs> mario bros was the last game i played uh but it's just like a whole world. I didn't know that people are sitting on YouTube and watching other people playing. It just blew my mind several months yeah. ago. And now I'm reading that um, you are you are now involved in Games for Good. Can you tell us something about that? Because it's very interesting too. Yeah, I mean, Games for Good, is, uh, we just launched it. Um, and so I'm, gonna, uh, I'm an advisor uh, uh -huh. on it. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's really created with 
you know, this idea, uh, basically this inside that, you know, there, there are uh, 2 billion um, gamers uh, yeah, around the like world. Yeah, it's like insane. Yeah, it's a huge, um, it's, it's, it's a huge activity that's shared, um, you know, globally. Um, and, you know, they are really kind of an untapped resource when it relates to uh, engaging large, um, you know, numbers of people around passions uh, for, you know, to, to be part of, of social change. And so um, the, the whole idea for Games for Good is, is to help organizations, you know, engage with gamers in ways that help them to drive meaningful change um, yeah. around our world's biggest issues. Um, and so, you know, we're, it's the, the whole idea of it is, you know, how can we, um, how can we really work with brands and, and other, uh, other partners who are, who are really trying to be part of driving change and work with them to harness the power of gaming mm -hmm. um, as a platform um, yeah. to, to engage with them. Um, and if done effectively, you know, you have a really powerful cohort, excuse me, a, a really powerful cohort of, of, of people that you can mobilize and, and engage in a variety of different ways. And, you know, we're, you know, really excited about uh, relaunching and, uh, and, and, you know, really see it as a, as a real opportunity uh, in the future. And there's some amazing uh, entities out there and people, uh, judo and others who have been, um, in this space for, for, you know, for a while. And so we're, we're also happy to be part of that community of gamers who have, uh, who, who have already been trying to work towards using gaming as a, as a, uh, as a platform for change. Yeah. What a, what a genius idea, I think, because, you know, overall, I feel like gamers world feels very like secluded and you know like there's always this idea of somebody you just sitting in front of tv and and computer or whatever it is and with console and just being disconnected from everything so i feel like it's such a great idea to tap in this world and engage like you said in this community in a different way yeah love that i need to look at my cheat sheet because you're doing so many things Bobby. <laughs> Is there anything you want to talk about? Like the any passion project that is coming up or or like is everything your passion? We talk about game from good, conspiracy of love. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think, um, you know, everything I, I do is, you know, my my purpose, my, you know, the, uh, my personal purpose. Um, you know, I've, I've articulated as being uh, is to feed the good in the world. Um, and, and to uh, and, and to really do that by um, helping people and showing people how they can be forces for good. Um, and so, everything that I do is really born out of that uh, out of that intention. You know, good is in the cool is how uh, we do that um, within you know showing people how across you know through their professional lives and through their careers and, and creativity how they can be forces for good and you know really uh excited and proud of of how uh, we've been able to help people to do that you know literally all around the world uh conspiracy is really um helping those within companies and really showing how those people who lead companies and work for companies and uh and, and so forth um can really be uh powerful uh you know, forces for good in, in the work that they do and the products that they create. And so Conspiracy Love is how I do that through um, much more on a kind of a, a brand or, 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 or business by business basis sort of, sort of that deep work. 
um, gaming um, is really uh, is, is showing how gaming can, can yeah. do the same. Um, you know, my speaking and everything that I do within that is 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 part of that same purpose. Um, and you know, the, the talks that I give and the workshops and so forth that we hope that we host um, is really all about uh, inspiring people and, and but really showing them the giving them the tools and models that they need to do it. Um, and then the you know, and I'm also very passionate about the power of young people. Um, yeah, peace and, first. You're still involved in this organization, right? Yeah, and, and this, you know, this generation of young people and the power they're doing. Um, you know, I was uh, global CMO piece first for uh, for about four, uh, four or five years. Um, you know, since then I've, I've left. I left uh, in June of, of uh, 2020. Um, mm -hmm. But I but one of the things that I was working on um, was uh, this idea that has become youth trust, which is um, you know, young people have all these ideas to create change in the world and they have um, billions of dollars uh, in buying power. Um, and so, you know, I was really intrigued by this idea of what would it look like to harness young people's buying power to actually fund their ideas uh, for change. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we've been incubating this, uh, this, uh, this model uh, that we're calling Youth Trust, which is really all about um, bringing up, creating partnerships with brands uh, to create products, uh, services that young people can buy with, with a percentage of those proceeds going to a fund that those young people can access to invest mm, in their own ideas. Like a circle. Yeah, and sort of, sort of creating cool. this sort of, uh, this, this, this sort of circle and, and flywheel of engagement um, with, with, with young people. And so, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm excited about all the things that, uh, you know, I'm forced to be part of. And I think the, the reason why I'm able to do so much is because all of these things just have such amazing uh, partners and people and teams that are, that are working uh, to make each of these things go. Um, and, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm really, uh, you know, blessed to be a partner and ally in them, uh, in that work and, you know, seeing all the things that we can do together. Yeah, that's amazing. Bobby, thank you so much. I feel like Zoom is going to cut us out soon and I don't want it to be like in the middle of a conversation, honestly, but um, oh my God, this was so inspiring. Thank you for feeding a good wolf in all of us. And oh, now you. You, you feed mine and I'm feeding, trying at least to do something too. Thank you so much. I'm actually going, I'm not going to read your book to you. I'm going to read in the intro to this podcast, a piece, many pieces that stack, but one, one, especially in your story, the, the wolf story, it really stuck with me because it also gives the idea that, you know, we have those two parts and it's all about balancing and feeding the good one. But, yeah. um, but I'll read that on the intro. Bobby, thank you so much. I literally, I hope you know how much it means to me uh, talking to you, and um, and I can I can't wait to um, to join uh, GoodCon and participate there and watch what other people get even more inspired. Because, like I said, and like you said, um, it's a great community, and and you need to. Um, if you want to do anything in that space, you need to be around people who who speak your language and think your a little your way, right? So thanks for doing that too. One more question I always ask mm -hmm. because we learn from each other constantly. Is this a gadget, an app, a book, a podcast that lately inspires you or helps you run your businesses or your day-to-days? Like people always bring me such an 
amazing things that they're like, oh my God, I can't live without this. Or I read this and it was amazing. Is there anything that pops into your mind that you can share and spread further? Because like I said, my guests are just like really bringing like such a, from notebooks to applications to podcasts. What is is popping up in your head now? Oh, wow. It's so many. Um, (laughs) Another list. Yeah, I mean, I I think... um, you know, it's, it's a book that I read a few years ago. Uh, it's called New Power. Um, uh-huh. And it's, uh, I have it here. It's, um, I want to make sure that I, uh, yeah, I, I give the right. It's uh, Jeremy Hyman's and Henry Tim's. Uh, and it's, it's the, um, it, it talks about the power of movements and how movements are formed and the power of people um, in the, new in the power. shift. Yes, the new power uh, book. Um, and it was, a, it was a line in here that has informed a lot of uh, my work um, in, in thinking. Um, and it's, uh, and it, uh, they said, is, is, remember, it's not a movement till it moves without you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, it, it's, it's a, it's a reminder that um, movements aren't, aren't about a leader or a central force. It's about people seeing the power in themselves uh, to, to create the change they want and then tapping into that power and then doing things with that that they would never, uh, that, that you know the person who created it could never have done alone. And so um, I think that that is sort of kind of the, the, the spirit within which all of the work uh, that we do um, and that, you know, I'm a part of kind of lives, which is this idea that, um, you know, it's about the power of the people and and helping people recognize the power they already have, uh, create the world that they want um, and to to just be there to connect and serve them uh, and then uh, let them let them run within in ways. that are beyond anything that I can do. And I think you are a perfect example of that. Uh, you are you are running uh, and doing things that are, you know, that are incredible. But I didn't even, I didn't know I can before yeah. I read your book. I want to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, and it was already inside of you. And, uh, right, you know, it's a, it's a, yeah, thank you so for that. Yeah. I really do, I really do. Thank you, Bobby. What a great ending to our conversation again. I'm just going to stop recording now because also... I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Bobby Johns. I sure did. It was really a dream come true and and a beautiful circle and uh, this journey and, and moment to meet him and uh, and talk about his book and his work and, and, and uh, you know, especially the book that inspired um, a lot of things I'm doing now. It, it was a very, very, very special moment to, to me and um, I hope you felt as inspired as I did. Um, Until the next time, love and light.